Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in to Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Toby Altizer, in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. lot to talk about today. Josh Hader traded to the San Diego Padres. Mm-mm-mm. That's just still crazy to think about. I know we didn't get Tim Allen on the big show. We should get uh, the other Tim around here, as I called him in the break, the president of the Trade Josh Hader fan club. Yeah, Timmy Shea, Tim man. Stadium Shea. It's just crazy to me that we expected the Brewers to make a move at the deadline. We were talking with Tim Allen not that long ago, second hour of the big show, at 11 o'clock, and saying, you know what? The Brewers could end up standing pat here and just – Staying where they're at. And I would have been fine with it. I think that a lot of Brewers fans would have been pretty content with, you know what, I think this team can go on a run, so let's just see what we got here. And the next thing you know, an hour later, they're moving on from Josh Hader. And look, we've talked about this deal plenty, and we did on the big show. And if you guys want to hop in, you can give us a call, 414-677-1250, if you want to talk about this Josh Hader deal. Again, 414 414- Six seven seven twelve fifty, or you can tweet us at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. But it's just still crazy to me to think that Josh Hader has been shipped out of town. It's just I, I don't, I didn't expect it. 
I expected the Brewers to make some sort of move. David Stearns is always going to make moves. But I did not expect to see Josh Hader moved. You know, we talked about this over the last couple of months on and off, and I've always been on the train of you cannot trade this guy. And then he's kind of gone into his struggles here, and it made it so that, okay, maybe you could consider it, but you'd really have to be wowed by the haul, and I'm just not wowed by this haul. You know, you have to look at it from different perspectives. So we've kind of, you know, if you were listening to the big show just before, and we'll go through this here in just a little bit, but if you're looking at it from the Brewers' perspective, I don't like it. And if you're looking at it from the Padres' perspective, I think it's a genius move. Looking at it from the Padres' perspective, here's what they're doing. You know, you have a closer in Taylor Rogers who's struggling, and so you move him out, and you were probably going to lose him at the end of the season anyways. So you trade that closer. You trade a couple of your prospects away, guys that aren't going to make impacts on the big league ball club. And you trade away to Nelson Lamette, a guy that is negatively impacting the big league ball club at this point. And then you bring back Josh Hader. So essentially what you do is you upgrade closers by giving away a couple of prospects. I think that's a solid move for the Padres. I think that's a great move. I think on their side, you didn't have to give up any of your top five prospects. You didn't have to give up a guy like a C.J. Abrams or a Mackenzie Gore or Robert Hassel, Luis Campusano. None of those guys had to leave town. All those guys still in the farm system. All the guys that the Nationals are knocking on your door asking for when you say, we want Juan Soto, they're still in town. So if you want to go get Juan Soto, you can still do it. And so if you're the Padres, you upgrade your closer while trading a couple lower-level prospects, you know, I guess number seven prospect or, you know, something of that nature, then he's a, a little bit bigger of a name. But still, your number seven, your number 28 prospect, you ship out some guys, I'll, I'll do that to upgrade my closer. Wouldn't you have thought that the Brewers would have been in that position? That they could have maybe done something like that? If you're only going to be giving up a couple of prospects to go alongside someone, and trying to upgrade a position. Couldn't you have done something like that? Couldn't you have done that to another team, maybe with a, I don't know, a Colton Wong if you're trying to move him, Omar Narvaez if you're trying to move him? Wouldn't you have tried to do something like that if you're the Brewers as opposed to trading Josh Hader? I just am not a fan of moving on from Hader despite his struggles. Kevin tweeted to, I didn't even get to this tweet from the big show, but he made a reference to the Cubs and the Yankees for that Araldis Chapman trade from a little while ago. The only thing the Cubs traded was their prospect, Glibar Torres, and they got half a season rental for Chapman. Says the Brewers got nothing for a season and a half of Hater. Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. That is 100% true. Mm-hmm. And you remember when that was, that Chapman was at the top of his game. And you felt like that's a lot to give up. And it was. At the time, it was. Gleyber Torres was definitely a lot to give up. And it, it was to the fact, it was to the point, too, that people were making fun of the Cubs years after the fact, saying, I cannot believe you guys gave up Gleyber Torres for a rental of Aroldis Chapman, which ultimately won them a World Series. And they were still laughing about it. And in return for Josh Hader, a guy you have for a year and a half, like you said, you didn't come away with a top prospect. Wow, that really puts it in perspective, Adam. Appreciate that. Cause and thank you to Kevin who tweeted at Big Show Network. That's 100% correct. 
if you're trading him to the Padres, you should be walking away with at least one of C.J. Abrams. You should be walking away with at least one of C.J. Abrams, Luis Campisano, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel. Those guys, at least one of them needs to be in a deal. And instead, you didn't get any of them. Because there's a couple things you could have accomplished with that. Number one, you could have accomplished getting a top prospect, which I'm totally down for. If you're going to trade Hater, that's fine. You could have gotten one of the top prospects that could be someone that's going to be a franchise changer. And then on top of that, you could have taken them possibly out of the Soto sweepstakes. Here's what the Padres can trot out there now if they're able to pull off a Soto trade. Look, they'll lose a lot of their farm system, but they could also pay them. They also, the Padres have been busy today. They just agreed to an extension with their ace, mm-hmm. Joe Musgrove, five years, $100 million. They could end up having Joe Musgrove. They've got Mackenzie Gore still. I'd assume he would go to the Nationals if they traded Juan Soto them. But you'd have Soto, Machado, Tatis. Your ha- closer would be Josh Hader. I mean, that's going to be an incredible team. I don't. I still don't know if they'd be better than the Dodgers, which is crazy to think about, but... They're going for it. And granted, if they didn't get to the top of the mountain, it would not be the first time a Padres team has gone all in at the deadline and then floundered in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and I like that approach. Now, the Brewers can't go on that sort of approach. I'm not expecting them to do what the Padres just did and do that for someone and bring them in. Because, yeah, I get it. You can't necessarily do that. It just seems a little bit crazy to me that this is what you ended up doing. Now... If you're the Brewers and you want to think that Taylor Rogers is a little bit better than we've seen, because this is something that probably hasn't happened before either. Number one in saves, Josh Hader gets traded for number two in saves, Taylor Rogers at 28. 29 for Hader, 28 for Rogers. I'd be interested to see how many times that's been done in baseball history. But I just, it's still shocking to me that you would move on from the best closer in baseball. At the time you did, I don't have problem with the principle of trading him, but when you do it at the time you did, you in turn hurt your return because you felt like you had to trade Hater and get something to help you now. So you get that in the terms of Taylor Rogers. So you get him to help you out now. So your bullpen, yeah, it takes a step back, but you know there's still a solid bullpen. And then you brought in prospects. I would have rather have seen them traded him in the offseason when you could expect to get the full prospect return and you wouldn't have to feel like you had to bolster the bullpen while you're at it. This is maybe a little bit of hindsight being 2020 kicking in for me. You remember we when we were ta- breaking this news, it was Passon and Rosenthal who were the two on this kind of from the get-go. And earlier this morning on uh, Bart show, he mentioned that Rosenthal was tweeting a lot about how the Brewers and Hader were kind of at odds mm-hmm. about him pitching an inning plus. I wonder, and again, this is maybe not the biggest part of this, I do wonder a little bit if that played into their decision. I don't understand why the Brewers would have a problem with him only throwing an inning. I don't. I, I, I don't get what the issue is there. Maybe, you know, and that's what made Josh Hader so special early on in his career is he'd come in in the high leverage situations and he was your best reliever, but he wasn't always used in the closer role. And he would come in and you'd use him in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would say that you'd like to use him in that sort of role again. But I don't 
there aren't a whole lot of guys that go out and pitch more than an inning in terms of closers like that. And sure, you can say, well, you're taking away a little bit of his value. He's only a one-inning guy. But when he's at his best, there aren't many more sure things than Josh Hader closing down a baseball game. Now, if you want to say that, like Sparky said, maybe they saw something in him that they think, you know what, I think he might be falling off a little bit, and maybe some of that is what got talked about in that Sport Info Solutions article with his release points a little bit different and things, and maybe they're starting to see some arm fatigue or something of that nature that's going to cause Hater to slip and they wanted to get out before the whole league started to notice it. Okay, maybe. And if that's the case, you know, fine. I just don't see a way that you can sell me on this trade when you didn't get a top-five prospect from the Padres you replaced him with Taylor Rogers, who I would be fine replacing Hader with Taylor Rogers if the contract was for another year or two. But instead, you had the option to do literally do nothing, and you would have had Josh Hader at least next season, and he would have his pay would have bumped up from someone projecting him going from about eleven million this year to sixteen million, and you're only paying a seven and a half for Taylor Rogers. So I get it; you can save a little bit money here. But I don't like that the Brewers' philosophy is let's have as many shots at it as we can. Again, I don't have a problem with that philosophy in general, but when you start sacrificing your possibility of winning World Series in the window that you're in right now to say let's look three, four, five years down the road and make sure that we're still good then, I think that's the wrong philosophy to have. And the problem is if you continue to do these sort of things – you could end up being that team that is consistently around, what, 12th, 10th best team in Major League Baseball, which is great because you're going to be winning baseball games. You're not going to be like the Brewers teams of the past where, you know, just winning enough games to be 500 is something to be celebrated. You should be at least contending for a playoff spot every year, and that's awesome. But at some point, shouldn't you just try to push your chips in at the table? You know, I think the best analogy that we've heard so far about this is Bart. And he talks about it'd be like playing poker, but you have fewer chips when you come to the table than the other teams. Essentially, what the Brewers are doing is they're pulling chips off the table and holding them, hoping that when they get to the next table, they'll still have some chips. And I just don't like that approach. I don't like the idea that instead of pushing everything all in, you hold some chips back all the time and say, well, I'll use it on the next round or this and the next time and the next season and this and that. And that's what essentially the Brewers are doing here is did they get worse as a baseball team today? Yes. In terms of this season winning a World Series, yes, they got worse today. Did they take a huge step back? No. Does this help them in the long term? Yeah, probably. But I don't like that idea. I don't like the idea that you're making your baseball team worse this season. The idea is to improve this team at the trade deadline. The idea is to try and add stuff to this team at the deadline to try and help them win a World Series this season. Not hurt your chances by moving out the best reliever in baseball, and even if he hasn't been the best reliever in baseball this season. You have a guy right next to him that's been pretty good, and if anything, you move Josh Hader to the eighth inning, and he'd be the best eighth inning guy. I I just don't understand the reasoning behind this, We're going to hear from David Stearns. We're going to hear from these guys later on, and they'll try to rationalize it. They'll give all the reasons. 
and maybe they have some valid points to it. I just can never get on board with this. I just can't. And quickly, before we get to the phone lines, again, if you want to get in touch with us, 414-677-1250. Looked up some of Rodgers' statistics going back to basically the start of July, talking about how Rosenthal was saying there might have been some separation between the Brewers and Hayter on pitching longer than an inning. Tubby, I'll give you one guess. Going back to July 3rd, how many outings? Yes, zero. Yeah, Rodgers has pitched one inning and pitched two-thirds of an inning in his last outing. How many times has Devin Williams pitched more than an inning? You want to look that up for me? He hasn't. He doesn't do it. How many times is Box going out there and pitching more than an inning? Hobie Milner. It just doesn't happen with relievers nowadays. If that's the holdup, then I think the Brewers were being incredibly foolish with how they were treating Josh Hader. Because if Josh Hader just wants to be treated as a closer, well, guess who else didn't pitch lots and lots of innings? He usually pitched one. All the great closers, they pitch one inning, especially nowadays. You know, maybe back in the day, you'd have a closer come in and give you two innings. All right, that's fine. That's not the case anymore. Just saying, I'm sick of Josh Hader doing all that. If that's the true way that they felt, I'm sick of him not being able to be used in multiple innings. Well, get over it. He's the best closer in baseball. I don't need him to have to go 8-9. That's why Devin Williams is there. Going back to April 10th, Williams has not pitched longer than one inning all season. That's my point. Like That's how relievers are used nowadays. I don't get... If if that's the holdup, I, necess- I, I can understand if there's a little frustration there. I don't think that's the true reason. I think part of it's they weren't going to get a contract done, so they were going to trade him. I just think that there are other ways you can get around it and get about go about doing it. Again, I don't have a problem with trading Josh Hader. I don't. But the what you got back, when you did it, how you did it, I think is a failure by the Milwaukee Brewers in their front office and David Stearns. I really do. 414-677-1250. We'll get to some of your phone calls next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan. Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. Do want to get to some of your phone calls about this Josh Hader trade. But first, I want to remind you about the Road to Canton show coming up on Saturday. Leroy Butler's officially received his gold jacket. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022 will be enshrined this Saturday, August 6th. The Wendy's Big Show will be broadcasting from Canton on Friday, August 5th with Gary Ellerson as well as Bart Winkler. Make sure you tune in to the Road to Canton show brought to you by Pick and Save, Current Electric, and Schneider Jobs Saturday, August 6th for, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the fan with Bart Winkler who will be live from Canton as he celebrates Leroy's career and talks about his story about being immortalized in Canton. 414-677-1250 if you want to hop in here. Also, make sure you never miss a moment from Sparky's Midday Madness ever again. Download the free Odyssey app and listen to Sparky's Midday Madness whenever and wherever works best for you. Let's get some reaction from you guys. Again, 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, let's get out to Nate in North Milwaukee. Nate, what's going on, man? Uh, what's going on, Toby? Um... I sat back and listened to every, most of everybody throughout today, and I've just come to the conclusion that we as Brewer fans are damn fools. We, uh, we're damn fools in the fact that they're telling us what they what 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 they want to do. They 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 want to make the playoffs and keep and just keep us in 
just keep us coming to the games and keep us coming to the ballpark. And they they don't they don't care wh- whether they win a World Series or not. Well, and here, think, here's the crazy thing for me, Nate. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you that that's what they're doing. But the crazy thing for me is the Brewers have always had a good fan base. Even when they're terrible, people are still showing up at the ballpark. And yep. Bart's talked about this before, too. If you win a World Series, you can sell that stuff for years. The Brewers are bringing back the 1982 team over the weekend, and they didn't even win the World Series. What would happen if they won the World Series this year? They'd be selling World Series gear for the next two decades because people would love it. Forever. Forever. Because even the Washington Nationals, who I'm a fan of, I go back to D.C. You know what they're selling at the ballpark in popcorn tins? Or popcorn in? A World Series champions popcorn bin. They won it in 2019. That was three years ago. They're still celebrating it. You telling me if Milwaukee did it, it wouldn't even be bigger than that because of all the odds they'd have to overcome and they couldn't recoup some of this lost income when they go bad and start playing horrible baseball and are under 500 because they won a World Series? People would still show up to the ballpark. It it doesn't make sense to me, Nate. And it's different. And, it's, and, and you know what the crazy thing is? It's different from football and, and basketball with football and basketball we we as we as packer fans and bucks fans we expect them to win it again we want them to win it again mm-hmm. so you can't just the the packers just can't go suck for uh five years and without catching heat the bucks can't just go suck for five years without catching heat but the Brewers, you can go suck for five years mm-hmm. if you win your World Series because of how hard it is to do. We talked, Toby, me and me and you. I don't know how many times we have talked over this just this just this little span of the season about what are the keys to the Brewers winning a World Series. Their pitching and their defense has to be the top two that carries them because their their offense is not that good. You are weakening your the one the one the one thing that has been almost consistent for you all year. Yes, Hader has struggled um, in the month of July, but other than that, what has been the one thing where you know when you can get to the seventh, eighth, and ninth? There's been one consistent. If you have a lead, you're probably going to win the ball game. Yeah, I, if, I don't totally I don't agree. Have any, I don't have any problems with trading them because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to sign them. But now, now, like that just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Appreciate the phone call, Nate. No problem. I'll talk to you later. 414-677-1250. I agree with a lot of what he had to say. I really do. I think that it's crazy that this Brewers team and this organization decides that, you know what, in this window, we'll trade away this closer bring in another guy who's been subpar. I just don't see it. I really don't. I I can't get excited. You can try and talk me into this move, and I just am not. I'm trying to look at the other side. I tried. I've thought about, okay, maybe this guy can fill in when Burns and Woody are out of town. All right, well, I can't expect him to be that. Okay, well, Denelson Lamette showed you maybe you'll have him in town for a couple of seasons. Well, you know what? Never mind. He's only got one more year left of arbitration. Well, you know what? You wouldn't be able to sign Hayter. At least Taylor Rogers will be in town for a while. Oh, that's right. He's a free agent after this season. 
Oh, well, at least you got C.J. Abrams or someone, one of these top prospects. Oh, no, what is that? We didn't get any other top five guys? None of that got accomplished by, for me, so I can't wrap my head around it at all. Maybe you can help me out, 414-677-1250. Jeff is in Greendale. Can you help make sense of this to me? Well, I'm going to try, and I'm not necessarily going to try to talk you out of what you feel because I'm not saying I disagree necessarily with what you're saying, you know. Uh, but what I am thinking is let's wait. we got a little over 24 hours. Mm-hmm. My thought process is you still got moves. you still got time. You, we don't know what this. This thing could be a setup for these prospects. I'm not even going to go with the Josh Hader thing because everyone can have a different view of why, you know, he's gone. Uh, and I don't think you're not sounding like you're not disagreeing with trading them. It's just what you got back, yeah. is, you know, where yep. the hang-up is. Which I'm not, again, I'm not disagreeing. If, if this is it, if this was happening tomorrow as the only move, then I'd be more on that side. But there's still a day left. And these prospects that came in, not the top ones, but the ones we got, um, are they? I, and I don't know this because I'm not by a computer to say it is, but if these prospects are higher than what we currently have that we're bringing in. Is there a trade coming down the line? And again, I'm throwing this name out there as I told the screener. I'm just saying, Josh Bell. Yeah, we don't I mean, have you enough could... ammo to get Josh. Just, and again, it could be anyone. I'm just throwing a name out. They had the because looking oh. at rentals for bats. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost a whole lot, to be honest. If you're getting a rental as a bat, it, it does cost you maybe a couple of guys, but looking at Ben Benintendi when he got moved, I think it was the 19th prospect in the organization, the 21st, and then a guy outside the top 30. So if the Brewers yeah. really wanted to do it, they'd be trading a bunch of guys that we probably had never heard of before if they were to get Ben Benintendi. I'd assume the haul maybe is just a little bit more, but pretty similar to what it was with, if you're trading mm-hmm. for Josh Bell. So I don't know that getting these guys is necessarily, you know, looking at getting Josh Bell. Okay. And, that, and again, I was just throwing a name. There could be someone bigger. You sure. know, I don't know. And I guess I'm just looking at to say, I want to pull back a little to see if this is going to lead up to something else, I guess. Cause they said, we got a little over 24 hours left to see where things are going. Yeah. Have a little and bit it, of a delayed frustration. <laughs> sure. Exactly. And the other thing too, on, for me, as as I thought about this, is um, I agree. I think the off season we could have pulled in more. But then as I was thinking about it, I'm going, well, wait a minute. If let's just say you're trading Josh Hader, you're like, oh, hey, season's done with. We're going to try to sell Josh Hader at the or trade him at the end of the year. Okay. You come to me. I know you got two starters that you want to try to sign. Whether or not you're going to do them, I'm just saying you got that money. Now he's up to his salary in arbitration. I could sit back and go, well, nah, that's not good. I want enough players. You're not giving me enough. Have a good day. Now you're sitting there going, I need to sign Burns or I need to sign Woodruff, whoever you're going to sign, yeah, or maybe both. Right now you got you cleared some cap for future to get your keep your starters in town. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm that, also looking at this. That's not one thing too. Right. That that is one thing that you know we won't figure out right away. Jeff, appreciate Correct. the phone call. Uh, th- that's one thing that we won't learn necessarily right away. With this, is maybe they are clearing some space and saying, you know, I can't play pay sixteen million to him next year or whatever he's going to cost if I want to get a deal done with either Burns or Woody. If that's the sacrifice you made as Josh Hader for the guys you got to be able to re-sign Woody or Burns, fine. You know what? And that would be fine. I'd be down with that. The problem is we're not going to be able to know that until the offseason. 
And even so, I don't know if they'd come out and say, yeah, you know, trading Josh Hader gave us the ability to sign these guys. It'd probably be more like, because you got to think too, Lorenzo Cain's money comes off the books. Josh Hader's money would be off the books. If you wanted to, you could possibly find a way to spend a little bit and maybe sign these guys longer term. And again, I think if that's part of the reason, like Jeff brought up, I think that is something that we haven't necessarily explored yet. You know what? I'd be fine with that. I would be. But I still think that in the short term, looking at this team and trying to win a World Series where you're at right now, I don't know how this helps you. I don't. And shouldn't the moves that the Brewers are making right now be an attempt to win a World Series? Your first place in the division. If you were sitting at 500, if you were playing, if you swapped places with the team you just played and you're the Boston Red Sox and you made a move like this where you're sitting in the position they're at, yeah, I'd do it. Not saying last place in the division, but a couple games under 500. You were competing for a playoff spot. Now you're not. Or even if you're saying a fringe playoff team, you're a couple games over 500, but you may or may not make it. But you're second, third in the division. There's maybe a chance you can make the wild card. Go ahead, do it. Be totally down. It's your first place baseball team. You've won seven of the games coming out of the All-Star break so far. The offense looks like it's getting things turned around. And you're going to need that pitching to be elite to compete against these teams in the playoffs. And in turn, you traded and got rid of Josh Hader. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Let's get one more phone call in here. 414-677-1250. Richard is in Greenfield. Richard, what's going on, man? Well, I, I share your opinion. Uh, I don't like to trade. I, I, I understand the motivation for wanting to trade Hader because of the amount of money he's going to require next year. But I don't like what they got in return. A relief pitcher who's struggling, started out well, but struggling worse than Hader has, mm-hmm. far worse. Uh, uh, a AAA pitcher who throws hard, but has a history of uh, arm problems. A center fielder, possibly, who's just learning to position. And a pitcher in AA who may make it as a mediocre starter in the major leagues whose stuff is 90, 93. Looks to be like a clone of Ethan Small. Yeah, I'm not a uh, fan fourth, of that, man. Not at all. Fifth, fourth or fifth starter in your rotation. I'm just checking out his velocity. Now, some people, some pitchers are able to be quite successful if they have command, three or four pitches, and they don't have great velocity. But I, I just don't like what they got in return. I, I thought they, they might trade Hater, but get something back that uh, will help them. Perhaps the, the, the prior gentleman who caught it is on to something. Maybe there's something more in the works. But uh, I'm, I'm, at this point, disappointed with the trade. Totally agree. Richard, appreciate it, man. Well, and to his point, talk, going back to Jeff, and we'll get to some more of your phone calls next segment. But wrapping up here, I just, if there's another move in the works, and it doesn't necessarily include one of these guys, then what's the point in losing a trade for Josh Hader? Why wouldn't you try something else? And again, I just I don't have a problem with the concept of trading Josh Hader, but I still think if you wait till the offseason, you've got a year left of his contract, a full season. Now you basically get him for a year and a half. You trade him to a team where they trade you a closer. So, yeah, I mean, they're getting rid of Taylor Rogers, and he's been struggling. He's been kind of pulled out of the closer's role, but, you know, they had a guy. It's not like they were in desperate need of one. You probably could have traded him in the offseason and got 
one of these top prospects, which for the Padres might be in D.C. by that time, so who knows. But I just I would rather get a couple of those guys. And if your thing is, well, we have a depleted farm system. Well, look, I'm not trying to build up my farm system when I'm trying to win a World Series. I'm willing to deplete the farm system to try and win a World Series this year. It, like, it does me no good that Sal Fralick does me no good that Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell, even Jackson Churio are tearing it up in the minors because they're not going to help me win a World Series this season. That's great when it's a couple years down the road, but when I have a guy already in the majors and I'm going to trade and think that these prospects are going to help or I'm looking down to the future, at some points, you have to look at the now. Wouldn't now be the time to look at now? You know, if you made this trade three years ago, four years ago, if Hater were in this situation, you say, you know what, we're going to try and build multiple playoff seasons in a row. And the Brewers had really never done that before? Sure, let's go for it. Now the Brewers are about to go to their fifth straight playoffs if they make it this year. Isn't now the time to consider just going for it and trying to win one? I don't know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. We'll continue talking about this Josh Hader trade. As he heads out to San Diego, the Brewers bang, bring back Taylor Rogers, two prospects, and Denelson Lamette getting your reaction at 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Toby Altizer. This is Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. We're live from the Lakeland University studios reacting to the news we learned about two hours ago. Josh Hader headed to the Padres. In return, the Brewers bring back Taylor Rogers, left-handed reliever who should slot in right away either as 7th, 8th, or closer, one of those positions. Then you have the number 7 prospect from the San Diego Padres, left-handed pitcher Robert Gosser, Esturi Ruiz, the 28th-ranked guy, a outfielder, and Denelson Lamette, a guy who at one point was one of the best pitchers, one of the best young pitchers in baseball, and now has a ERA over 9. Ugh. Not a fan of this trade. I'm just not. 414-677-1250. If you want to react to it, give us your thoughts. Again, 414-677-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Get out to Ram on the north side. Ram, what's going on, dude? 
Hey, what's going on, Toby? I'm going to say man? this. Um, I love the way you give the analytics. You got the eye test stat, stats. Our fan base need to hear that. You do an excellent job at doing that. And just the way that you lay it out, we went backwards. I just don't see how you give up an all-star performer and you're trying to go deep into the playoffs. Exactly. Someone that's been there. And you you, you you make a move as if a team is trying to get to the playoffs versus a team that's been there five years in a row. And then, I mean, I like Devin Williams, but wouldn't you like somebody that got playoff stripes on them already? I mean, because, you know, when the playoffs start, everything gets turned up two, three notches. Instead of pitching two innings, you might have to – I mean, one inning, you might have to do two. You might have to do three because you got to throw everything out on the table. And um, i say this. It seemed to me, Toby, it just seemed the last best GMs in the state of Wisconsin was Ron Wolf for the Packers and Wayne Embry. They were the only two I can remember that would pull the trigger and just say, look, this is what we're going to do. I, I, I don't get the idea that you need to have all these chances. And I hate this idea. It's, it's lowly Milwaukee. This is the only way we why can do stuff. Toby, you can change it. I get tired of the fan base talking about we like we're so cheap. We can't spend no money. Exactly. We're so concerned about the luxury tax. Yep. We're drawing three million fans at American Family Park. I mean, spend some damn money, well, man. Exactly. You get, you get what you pay for, right? And you know what? I'm not even going to complain. Get what you pay for, Toby? Oh, 100. percent And I'm not even going to complain about saying Adonisio is not spending the money. Blah blah blah. Stop looking five years down the road when you have a baseball team ready to win a World Series this season. Stop looking down the road and try and win it this year. Okay, I'm going to say this real quick before I hang up. Um, the, the brewers, brass, and owners better stop taking for granted that people are just going to come out to the park and have fun and drink and just say, ah, we just going to make fun. It's going to come to a point where it's a man, I'm not going to the game. They're not trying to do nothing. Well, and see, the crazy part is I think that brewers fans will just show up. So why are you so worried about sucking? You're killing me, Toby. Got you there, man. <laughs> I, right, I don't man. get it. All right, Ram, we'll talk to you later, yeah. man. 414-677-1250. We have a – the Brewers have made it official. They mm-hmm. tweeted it out. We have a statement from David Stearns. Please read this for me because I was reading a little bit of it while Ram was talking. <sighs> All right, I'm going to quickly uh, – we're going to just take a quick second. I'm going to hook up a blood pressure reader to Toby so I can read it on the computer as I read this I official feel, statement. I feel a sparky Tim Allen-level rant coming. All right, everyone, buckle in, hold on to your undergarments, and let's roll. This official statement from the president of baseball operations, David Stearns, on the trade of Josh Hader. Quote, The players we are receiving in this trade help ensure the future of the Milwaukee Brewers Mm. remains bright while not compromising our desire and expectation to win today. This mix of present major league talent and high-level prospects furthers our aim to get as many bites of the apple mm. Leroy, as possible and ultimately to bring a World Series to Milwaukee. Trading good players on good teams is difficult, and that certainly is the case with Josh. We also recognize that to give our organization the best chance for sustained competitiveness to avoid the extended down periods that so many organizations experience, we must make decisions that are not easy. End quote. Oh, man. So I was listening to Bart this morning, and Tim and him were talking about maybe trading up Brandon Woodruff. And this goes back to this similar statement, and Bart said it best this morning. At some point, the production you get out of these guys is worth more than the players you get in return. 
when is it worth it to look five years down the road for Josh Hader and say, let's just trade him now and bring in guys that can help us in three and four seasons? Why is it not worth keeping him around to try and win a World Series right now? This baseball team has been one of the hottest in the second half, and you're trading the number one closer in Major League Baseball looking ahead? Are you trying to win the World Series, or are you trying to be good in five years? Because if you're just trying to be good in five years, why am I wasting my money watching this team? Why am I going to games when you say, oh, we have World Series aspirations? Well, what happens in five years when you're good again and trying to win a World Series? You're going to trade your best players again? What are you trying to do here? Are you just trying to be good for a decade? Or are you actually trying to win a World Series? Because if you're actually trying to win a World Series, why are you trading away Josh Hader and bringing in Taylor Rogers? Well, you have the mix of the Major League ready talent and the high-level prospects and blah, 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 blah. You're not trying to win. You're just trying to be good for a long time. That's not the spirit of the game. The spirit of the game is trying to win the World Series. You're in first place in the National League Central, and you're trading away the top closer in baseball, the guy that leads the league in saves. Oh, well, he struggled a little bit. Oh, well, let's bring in Taylor Rogers. That's going to help. He already got moved out of the closer spot. What are you trying to do? What's your ultimate goal here? Is it just so that you can continue to get in the playoffs year after year after year after year? Brewers fans are already tired of that. We talked about that before. Some people were saying they should sell because they can't win a World Series this year. So they're sick of just getting into the playoffs. And you're telling me that your goal now is just so we can have more bites at the apple? What's the whole goal here? If the whole goal is to win a World Series, when you have your best opportunity that you've had in a long time right now, with Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta's coming back. The offense looks like it's been better in the second half. And your idea is, well, let's trade Josh Hader away because we won't be able to sign him long-term. And let's bring in some high-level prospects because you know what that's going to help? That's going to help my team in three years. Why don't you try and help your team right now? Stop worrying about what you're going to do in three years and worry about that in three years. Try and win the World Series this season and stop worrying about the future. All right, that ends my rant. We'll continue talking about this next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM, The Fan. 1250 AM, The Fan. It's Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm Toby Altizer. Adam Roberts producing the show today. We've calmed him down just a little bit. Yeah, just slightly. I mean, I don't like the fact that now you're even hearing from the general manager of the Milwaukee Brewers that you're trying to get as many bites at the apple. I'd like to just see you swing for the fences one time. It's just wild. He must have been listening to Leroy earlier. Yeah. Joining us now to preview coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show is Sam Schmitz. I mean, what are your initial thoughts on this trade? When you first saw it, what was your first thought? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did a show meeting with Kevin Holden You know, earlier in the, early in the morning as soon as I woke up. And then I hop in the shower afterwards, and literally as I stepped out of the shower, I see Josh Hader got traded and all that. Oh, so I'm, you know, I know everybody's going to be asking me what I think of the trade and all that. And to be honest, Toby, I don't know what I think of the trade. And I think that's partly to do with what happened with the Willie Adamas trade, what happened with the Luis Urias, Eric Lauer, Trent Grisham trade. And on top, but on top of that too, like the tricky thing is like when I was looking at those trades, I wasn't looking at it through the perspective of a championship window at that time. It still was just good enough to get in the playoffs. 
and be a very good baseball team. But now it's everything's different. But at the same time, like those two trades have kind of changed the way that I view one of my biggest, we did like, you know, biggest sport pet peeves for a draft mockery a long time ago. And one of my least favorite or biggest pet peeves, I guess you could say is who wins the trade. Like, you know, hours after it's over. Yeah. Who won or lost the trade? Mm-hmm. Cause that's, I mean, I get it. That's what we all want to do. But if you look at the history, chances are whatever you say at the, at that time, it's probably gonna be wrong in a couple of years. Well, and again, we, we talked about this, Lots during the big show. I talked about it during Madness here. I don't have a problem with trading Josh Hader. Right, because I think we all agreed. Like Now, granted, I'll talk about it a little later on in the show, too, during the afternoon show, but my whole thing was I thought you were going to trade him in the offseason. There, yeah, there was still going to be a market. Maybe maybe you don't get as big of a haul, even though I don't know if you want to call this a haul. You were you didn't get as – maybe you wouldn't have got as big of a haul in the offseason, but there still would have been a market for him. I mean – Look at Taylor Taylor Rogers. It's funny enough that he's being traded to Milwaukee because that's the example I always point to when you can trade for a closer in the offseason and still get a pretty good package in return. But like, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if this is what they considered, you know, trading him at the deadline for a quote unquote bigger package, like it's interesting. I just saw that the Ruiz prospect that they got is apparently heading to triple A. He's going to head to triple A. Gosser is going to go to double A and he's automatically or he jumps right in as the top pitching prospect for the Brewers. Jeez. I just. <laughs> here's where I'm Brewers at prospects man Jeez. here's where I struggle with this yes you want to help your farm system that's depleted but if you waited to the off season you could have gotten one of the top guys right you could have gotten maybe Abrams or Campusano or if you want maybe even a guy like Mackenzie Gore to be honest all those guys though have shown red flags in the first couple, in their well, in their first like you know, I get that taste in the majors. 100%. Mackenzie Gore, Mackenzie Gore is now dealing with you know arm issues. He's on the IL. But AJ- would you rather deal with the number seven guy whose velocity never goes above ninety three? Look at the end. No, the fact that he's clearly Gosser has a long way to go before he gets to the majors. So clearly, it's more about Ruiz. But at the end of the day, too, like the thing I've learned over the past couple of years, is I've gotten my hopes up for guys like Orlando Arcia, Lewis Brinson, stuff like that. I don't care what number prospect you are in an organization. I don't care what numbers you're putting up. All that matters is how are you going to play in the majors, which I know is kind of yeah. a, it, it's frustrating when we're talking about bringing in prospects and all that. But look, at the end of the day, like a lot of these guys that come up, look at Andres Jimenez for the, yep. like for the yep. guardians. There's guys who you can be like the number 15th ranked prospect and people will make it sound like you don't even deserve a shot at the majors. And then boom, all of a sudden those guys turn out to be whoever your number one prospect is. I mean, I know Ahmed Rosario is doing pretty well now with the Guardians, but at the end of the day, like, remember how highly touted Ahmed Rosario was? So you can you can say, well, I want the number one, the number three, number five. Who cares, man? It, well, to me, if just, you're getting guys that you think can help contribute to your team, like, I don't care what rank they are. I, I don't care. It just seems to me like you were undecided on it, and you ended up going with a little bit of both, and in turn, it hurt your return. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 